Good morning. We are in our chapel service this morning, and I'm just going to record this so we can um, put it out on the podcast because a lot of people always ask me, I wish I could go to your Bible classes and stuff, and um, I just decided to start recording some of them so that people could do that. I'm sitting here with the kids at the school, and we are talking about what is truth. Truth is the reality of the world the way God sees it. That's what truth is. Um, A lie is anything that lines up with the world system because the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. And so everything in the world system would be based on a lie and everything in God's system would be based on truth. And you're either in truth or you're in deception. And I'm gonna tell you how, I don't know how many years the enemy worked on Eve trying to convince her that somehow she wasn't who God said she was because God created them in his own image. He gave them full authority and lordship over the entire world. So they were gods of this world. But the enemy talked to her enough until he had her doubting her own identity. And if you look out in the world right now, that's the same thing he's doing to an entire generation. He's got it to where they're even questioning their own gender. They're even questioning their own genus. I mean, some kids are starting to see themselves as animals and things like that. They, there is such a lie and a deception out there. <clears throat> and it's based on partial truth that you could be whatever you want to be, but it's not founded. Because you can be whatever you want to be according to what you were created to be. And in that is your power and your strength. And I talked to people. I remember one time I did a six-week class. And I was shucking it down, man. I was teaching so much good stuff about how to turn your life around, how to get something to change in your life. And I said something about you need to start saying what the Lord says about your situation. And I remember after all the preaching I did, we were leaving that very last night, and I was saying bye to some people, and I was standing next to a couple of ladies who were talking, and one of them said to the other one, she said, well, I'm not going to just lie about things. And when she said that, my heart just sank for her because I thought, out of everything she just heard, she's walking away from this meeting thinking that if she lines up with God's Word and says what God says about her, then she's being a liar. Now that is deception. That is deception. And all of us are susceptible to be deceived. Eve, he said to her when the final deception happened and she ate the fruit, he said, God knows that in the day you eat of this fruit, you'll be just like God. She already was just like God. But he confused her own identity that he told her, if you disobey God, then you'll be just like him. And he does that to us by saying, if you disobey God's word, he tells us repeatedly to speak, to say, that your words create, that the whole world is being upheld by the words. And he's telling us, your words are the power, your words are the key. And then he'll tell us, God knows that if you say something you don't have, you're a liar. He did exactly the same thing to the lady at the meeting that he did to Eve. The truth is, truth is what God says truth is. 
And anything else is a lie. We don't have a way to measure it. Like It's kind of like you're in a boat out in the ocean and you cannot see land. I don't know if you've ever been out there before, but when you get that far out that you cannot see land, that all you can see is water every single where, you all of a sudden become a little disoriented. That's why people get seasick. Because all of a sudden now they can't see anything solid and stable and their world is going up and down, and so their equilibrium gets off and they start getting nauseous. But at the second, I don't care how seasick somebody is, when you start driving that boat back to shore and you can see land, the moment you can see land, whoever was seasick instantly is healed because their equilibrium comes back into balance because now they have a stable point to look at. That's how it works. And so it's the same thing happening with truth. We believe stuff all the time that we can't prove. And faith is just believing what God says. And I know religion wants to say faith is believing what God said and then go about and try to make it happen. Well, you can't go about and try to make it happen. And then all your work is when the enemy's going to get in there and mess you up. All you can do is take the word of God at face value, what he says it is, and believe it. If you saw in the newspaper, there's going to be a great sale on video games. They're $5 each. I know for a fact, a lot of you guys, if it was here in town where y'all could get to the store, you'd clean out your piggy bank and you'd be at that store when that shop opened so you could buy you some $5 video games. Am I right? Okay. Why would you do that? Because you're trusting what somebody else wrote. You don't know this person. You don't know the store owner. You don't know the quality of the games. You don't even know if it's true. Do you stop and pick up the phone and call over there and say, hey, I saw this ad that y'all are going to have a sale tomorrow and all your video games are going to be $5 each. Is this true? Who are you? How can I believe you? How, how can I trust you? Do we do that? No. You see the ad, you get up, you go to the store and try to buy something. If the newsman comes on TV and starts saying, there's going to be a hurricane and there's going to, you need to, what do people do? They start going and buying boards to board up their windows. They start going and buying food. They start getting candles and batteries. They fill their cars up with gas. They fill up their generators. They prepare for somebody else's projection. And how many times have the weathermen been wrong? And yet, I'm not saying it's not okay. It's okay to prepare for something if you think it's coming. But in Jesus' name, we bind all that, right? But if, it is, if somebody says something on the TV, we just believe it. And we act like that's totally true. And we go and spend all our money and make all these decisions and change our whole life up for something that may or may not happen. Because we're believing somebody that maybe they're right and maybe they're not. God told you whatsoever thing you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth, you will have it. You create it. He tells you that. So what do we do? We sit here. We try to figure out how do I believe? How do I perceive? How do I know what I even want? It's hard to even know what to dream about, isn't it? We, when we had to come up with our vision boards, when we had to come up with our plan, wasn't it a little challenging? I don't know where I want to end up. I'm just taking it day by day, right? I'm just a kid. I don't have to have everything figured out yet. No, you don't. But do you know if you want to have a nice, rich life or if you want to just barely get by? Yeah. 
We know that already, don't we? Don't we know that there's some places we would like to go because we hear about our friend who went to Disneyland and this friend got to go to Cozumel and we're sitting here and we want to go on some vacations like that, right? So there's some things you know that you want to see and some things you know you want to experience. Well, that's what you need to start believing God for, right? Anytime you know something that's going to progress your life, you know, don't you know that you would like to have money? Don't you know that? That you don't want money to be an issue every time your kid needs something, every time your wife wants to go somewhere or your husband wants to buy something? Don't you want to know that you're going to have the money to do that? We can know that from a very early age, don't we? As soon as I wanted my first candy, I figured out, hey, I need some of this money stuff. Right? You go in there, hey, mom, you got money? Ice cream truck's coming. Mom, you got money? I'm going to go to the store with my friends. Hey, mom, you got money? I want to go to the amusement park, right? I mean, you start, don't we do that? We are aware of the fact that money is the source of all these things that we would like to have in our life. Not that money's going to change your life or even make it better. But we know we would like to have money. And that's okay. But you know, whenever God shows up somewhere, he says, call those things that be not as though they are. It says he's upholding this entire word world by the word of his power. The reason this world is still here is because God's word is holding it up. If you think about this world, how fast it's spinning all the things we're just floating out here. If you really started thinking about this situation, you might get a little nervous, right? Because how is this even possible? And it's spinning so fast that it sucks you to it. I mean, it makes you stay on it. And it's rotating around a heat source. And, uh, I mean, you just got the things that are involved here with this world are not to be described by man's imagination. We can't even figure out all the special parts about an eyeball or a seed. We know a lot, but we still can't we still can't create our own seeds. As smart as all these scientists are, they think they're God. And they can't even make a seed? I don't think they're God. Right? And I don't think a seed is an accident. Somebody behind a seed is brilliant. Am I right? Okay. So whenever he comes to Adam, um, to Abraham and Sarah, here they are, they're so old. When did he say he needed you to be in the prime of your life to do something for God? When did he say he needed you to be an adult first? Look at the powerful things that he did through Joseph and Daniel and Mary. Look at the powerful young people he used. Look at the incredibly old people he used. Noah and and Abram. And you, you start looking at, he can use anybody at any time. That is a lie. The prime of life. That's a lie. Joshua and Caleb at 80, the Bible says, they had the strength of 40-year-old men. That's the truth. The truth is you ought to be just as strong at 80 as you are at 40. 
But do you believe it? And are you saying that? If you start right now saying what it is you want to be when you're 80, you will have it. Because the more you say it, faith comes by hearing and hearing, hearing and hearing by the word of God and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, you put the word of God in your mouth and speak your life. It's literally an open buffet. You can have whatever you want. He says that in his word. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. He wants you to understand what you believe and what you say is the deciding factor about your life. I've told y'all before, I want you to start listening to people that don't feel good. They're sick all the time. What are they saying? Have y'all, have y'all started to do that? Did anybody remember to start doing that? Have you watched people that don't have any money? Have you listened to what they are saying? Because I know what they're saying. They're speaking lack. Or they're speaking sickness. They're speaking tired. Now I want you to start listening. Listen to what people are saying and then look at their life. When you see a wealthy person and something happens, they don't go, how are we ever going to pay for this? They say, well, you know, sometimes things happen. It'll be okay. What they say will be so remarkably different than what someone who's poor would say. Because they believe something different. Remember, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Remember that as a man thinketh in his heart, that's what he is. Why? Why are you what you speak? You are what you speak because that's what you believe. And when you're speaking something, when you find yourself saying something that you don't want to have in your life, then you need to capture those words and put them into subjection to the will of God. Isn't that one of our scriptures? Don't just let every thought you have come out of your mouth. What do you want to look like? What do you want to do for a business? What do you, who do you want to hang around? Who do you want to hang around? I don't want to hang around a bunch of thugs that are going to try to get me in trouble. I want to hang around a bunch of people that are going somewhere and doing exciting things and seeing the world and traveling and and inventing new things and creating things. I want to be around people that have something going for them, right? Then you need to say that. When the devil tells you you don't got enough friends, don't you dare sit around and suck your thumb and talk about how lonely you are and how nobody likes you. That is from the pit of hell. You say, I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm surrounded by all my wonderful friends with a life that I enjoy. Friends that can go shopping with me. Friends that can go places with me. Friends that can go out to nice restaurants. I'm just so grateful for friends that have a dream that when I talk to them, I'm inspired. I'm so thankful for friends that are living right and and they're doing great things in this world to make it a better place to live. You know, what kid woke up and said, I want to join a gang and be a thug and end up in prison. I want to have some kids, and I don't want to even be there to help raise them. 
I'll let somebody else raise them. That's nobody's, that can't be a reasonable dream. When people are dreaming like that, it's been because they've been told they can't have anything else. That's the only reason they're where they're at. They've been told they can't have anything else. They've been told that this is just the way it is. Well, you're just not smart enough. Well, you're just not the right color. Well, you're just not from the right country. Well, you're just, you don't speak the right language. Well, you didn't get the right education. Well, you just didn't pass good in school. Well, you just didn't look right. Well, you just didn't know anybody. You weren't related to the right people. You didn't have, and the world will tell you all these reasons why you can't be whatever it is you dream about being. None of those things have power to control you. The Bible says life and death, even the fact if you live or die, life and death are in the power of your tongue. They're not in the power of the devil. They're not in the power of God even. Do you know that? That life and death is in the power of your tongue. You literally get to decide, I'm going to live a long time. And I tell you what, I'm going to look good too. I'm going to be in so incredibly fine looking. And I'm going to have all my faculties. My mind is sharp. I can remember what I need to remember. I, am, I have a clear thinking. My eyes do not wax dim. I'll have all my teeth. I'm fit, firm, and muscular. I'm strong. My strength has not been abated. I'm bold and courageous. You need to say what you want to see. I'm not just telling you this because I read it in a book. I'm telling you this because I started doing it. And I started seeing my life change. My life is nothing like it used to be. Because I used to say everything that was going on around me. Whenever God came to Abraham and Sarah and said, You're going to have a baby. And that's going to be my seed that I'm going to do all this through. Sarah laughed. He said, Abram, I'm going to change your name to Abraham, which means father of many nations. And Abraham had to start saying, my name is Abraham. He had to walk up to people and say, yeah, hi, I'm Abraham. Hi, I'm father of many nations. And I'm sure more than once he had somebody say to him, wow, how many kids do you have? He wasn't saying what everybody saw. He was saying what he felt led by God to say because it was going to change his future. He was speaking the truth. Even though to natural man it looked like a lie. But what is a lie? A lie is anything that opposes what God is saying. So the lie would have been for him not to say, I'm Abraham. Because that's what he was born to be. He started saying it. He started saying it. Everybody started calling him that. Then what did he do? You know, like Jordan, she wanted to be a comedian. So she, she called herself, she changed her thing on her Instagram and said, comedian. And put her name on there. She called herself that. And everybody started calling her that. 
And now anytime she's introduced anywhere, people say she's a comedian, right? She created that. That's her dream. She created it. And she had to just step out there and start saying what it was she was believing for. Just like you have to do. And you think, well, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to do that. You know, the embarrassing thing to do, well, stay on the course you're on right now and end up where you don't want to be. That's what should be embarrassing. That is what should be embarrassing because now your whole life is a lie, not just what you're saying. Because God did not create you to be an embarrassing, an embarrassment. We can do whatever it is we want to do. I mean, as long as you don't harm somebody else, you know. You're not allowed to just go around and hurt people. Faith works by love. You can literally create the world you want. And you just say it. And once you start saying it, have, have any of you guys, just show of hands, have any of you guys started saying something like, I'm going to be wealthy? Okay, have you had anybody say to you, oh, really, how are you going to do that? Well, don't count on that. Have you had anybody say something back to you negative? You don't have to tell me who. You don't have to tell me what they did. Just raise your hand if you've had anybody say something back to you like, well, you better work hard or you better do this. Or have, have you had any feedback when you say things like that? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they would like it too. But they're trapped in unbelief. Now, I'm telling you this because stay the course. Keep saying it. Keep doing it. Keep saying it. Keep meditating on it. Keep quoting your scriptures. Keep believing God. Keep imagining yourself already there. Keep focused on it. That's what Abraham had to do. God said, look at the sand. Count the sand. Can you count the sand? He said, no. He said, that's how many kids you're going to have. And at nighttime when he couldn't see the sand, God said, look up in the stars. Look at the stars. Can you count the stars? No. That's how many kids you're going to have. So it didn't matter if it was daytime or nighttime. Abraham was able to look down and remember, that's how many kids I'm going to have. Or he was able to look up at the stars and just, man, that's going to be so cool to have that many kids. And today, he's the father of the Jews. He's the father of the Muslims. He's the father of the Christians. He's the father of many nations. And he just has billions of children. He got what he said, even though he felt like he was a laughing stock when he started. Even his own wife laughed. Okay? When you get there, when you get there and you make it, and other people around you, and those people that said things, they're going to be wanting to know, how did you do this? Or they're going to say, oh, you were just lucky. Or whatever they're going to say. And you know what? You're going to be in a position to say, do you want it? Pray about it. Ask God for it. And start believing God. Start speaking it. Create it. Everything that God made, he spoke it. He spoke it when it wasn't there. 
And if you'd have been looking at him, you'd have thought, oh, he's lying. He didn't lie. Everything he said happened. And you're created in his image. Amen? All right. Thank you for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoyed this, and we will see you next time.